Black people don't read. Reading is fundamental. Get a book, man. Get the great stories. The great thing about reading is that it broadens your, your life. You know, we all live our lives, but I think a reader lives a hundred other lives. Welcome back to Inspire Reads of Inspire Entertainment. This is the 13th episode, and in this week we're going to be talking about Martin Luther King. Um, but before that, of course, we're going to get on to the challenges of Food for Thought. We're going straight in. Get straight in. Yeah, I mean, there's no time for introducing ourselves. No time at all, huh? I'm joking. I'm just trying to style it out. I completely forgot. Yeah, I, mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I was looking at this guy like, what kind of whack intro is this? <laughs> I always forget there's more to it. Um, so, brought to you today by your sponsors. Wow. Uh, Shamaki, which is me. <laughs> and Mo, which is my co-host. It's Mo. Just Mo. What do you Since want? Since when did that? <laughs> Mohammed, oh yeah. So, uh, respect my name, boy. <laughs> okay. So, you're going into the challenges, huh? Yeah. Yeah, get the name right first, innit? <laughs> Food for four. Yeah, there you go. Oh my God. I saw I saw the curious cat um, message or whatever it is. You gonna ask them questions as well? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Since we asked them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You wanna ask the questions first before we do the, the challenge? Yeah. Let's get into it. <clears throat> Since you brought it up. <clears throat> okay. Anon asked, "Is it hard being woke black kings, white king emoji?" <laughs> Oh, that is real awkward. That is a fundamental mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think they. they I think they meant that. Um, in terms of, it's very. Are going to answer this? It's very interesting to answer such a question. You know what I mean? Um, as a, as a young black king myself, um, <laughs> it is uh, like. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Go on. In in like the property world, yep. which you know I study property and planning. Monopoly and that. Yeah, all of that fun stuff. Um, like when you like, they always bring us to meet these like higher ups and, and like these guys who work at Savills and yeah. Lambert and Smith and yeah, work by Kings. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? What? Just what you wanted to say that. <laughs> And um, every time that I'm there, I'm always seeing when the directors and stuff come out, they're always yeah. like white people. You're actually making a story out of this. Oh, uh, absolutely. Is it hard being a woke black king? <laughs> woke black kings. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's got a Z there. Um, yeah. And every time, always these higher ups are, are, are like white guys. There's never any like black directors. And one time You've there was. This before. There was. Um, well, have I said this? Yeah, you did. For real? Yeah, you did. Right. Unless you want to continue. <laughs> bring it bring it back to the question. <laughs> In that case, is it hard being the woke black king? Absolutely. Yeah, why is that? What do you mean? You, just, <laughs> you pulled me out of the story. <laughs> and then I put you back in. Now you want me to say the story again. <laughs> That's the only option from that. Okay. So it's hard being worked by kings. Will you agree on that? No, I don't know if you agree. Have you agreed on that? Nah, man. It's easy. It's in our blood, man. What do you mean? <laughs> Royalty right here. Right. So. What? <laughs> so 
listen, mate. It's Sunday. It's a Sunday, yeah. We're, we're having a nice day so far. Chelsea, Chelsea lost to Man United. I'm enjoying myself. Arsenal lost the game as well. Oh boy, what a great day's been so far. <laughs> okay, <laughs> number two. I really think the food for thought section should be re- renamed Challengers, as the great Shimaki initially suggested. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're disgusting. Absolutely. <clears throat> I don't know who you are as well. <laughs> He's just, just saying I doesn't know who you are. I know exactly who you are. Do you guys bond more with your Somadi Nemo or your common interests? And also, will we be coming to any of the sci fi events? Keep up the great work. Oh, it wasn't even great work, I said good work. Guess I'm getting a bit too gassed there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just before you give yourself yeah. that, yeah. Pat myself on the back right now. Um, Alright, so do you guys bond more with your Somadi Nemo or your common interests? Will we bond? <laughs> James Bond? I'm joking, that was really bad. <laughs> There's a whole new vibe today, huh? <laughs> Bring in the dad jokes. <laughs> Alright, so... <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think uh, both of that, to, to be honest, <laughs> we, we come from the same people. <laughs> uh, we have the same interests, yeah, both of them. Yeah, our people spawn in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> also, will you be coming to any of the sci-fi events? Sci-fi is um, Somali Youth for Integrity? Yeah, so Mighty for Integrity, right? <clears throat> yeah, so it's basically like a, a coalition of universities, uh, university societies in it. And they run events and a lot of fundraisers, which is really good. Like at the moment, it's February, and they've been doing a February fundraiser where they're raising charity um, for Somalia. They're planning to basically raise enough money to build a school in Somalia, yeah. which is really great. So make sure you try and go to Some any of the events. Good stuff. Yeah, it's all over social media. Just type in February fundraiser or sci-fi, S-Y-F-I, and you'll see what events are coming up and stuff. Um, we won't be, I won't be able to come to this event, this next event, which is on Friday the 2nd, Friday the 2nd of March, because I've got some, some interesting thing happening for me. Oh, okay, that's nice. <clears throat> what about you, Shmarky? Care to share all that? Is? No, I'm not going <laughs> to share it. Yeah. Just, just say, it's been two years of hard work, <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some kind of ceremony for it <laughs> but yeah I can't come to that event but there's a lot of other events and um, just make sure you donate there's a lot of people doing like separate individual efforts for, for fundraising like uh, climbing mountains skydiving things like that just look out for it on the social social media and yeah uh, we'll probably yeah we plan on coming to some events it was yeah uh, we've been uh, very absent so far <laughs> to, in terms of going to events but yeah it's good to go to events and especially these charity events so yeah we plan to do that um, but um, I think the next one we're probably going to go to is uh, not, a, not a sci-fi event it's going to be the Mostly Lit uh, they're having an event the Mostly Lit podcast having an event coming up on the 9th or the 11th I think of March we're probably going to be there but we'll see as for sci-fi events I'll keep my eye out and uh, see if I can attend any hopefully in the near future Keep up the good work, Schmarky. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Okay. Absolutely. Last question is MLK, Anz, Malcolm, Malcolm X, one buddies. Anz as in, I think it's, it's like French. The Anz. I'm pretty sure it's just a mistake. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, discuss this. <laughs> discuss this. Plus, Ma- 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 uh, Martin Luther King didn't like Islam. Yeah, we're covering the, the autobiography of Martin Luther King today, so we'll probably, yeah, we're definitely going to be comparing the two characters Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and seeing how their timelines um, kind of went parallel and what they thought of each other and things like that so yeah we'll, we'll be covering that soon 
But first, let's go into the Food for Thought Challenge for today. Yep. So this one's going to relate to Black Panther, the film that came out last week. And uh, everyone's loving it up. And yeah, I just came up with a couple of questions that relate to it. <clears throat> Would you be a hero or a villain if you're in a comic book or something? Or... Any in general, yeah. If you had superpowers, would you be a hero or a villain, and what power would you have? So should I pick the power and then assert myself? Do what you want, man. Okay, it can't. Start. It can't be something stupid like all oh, the powers, man. Nah. <laughs> I want to absorb all the powers too. <laughs> nah, I feel like that would really annoy me. Yeah. You know, I mean, what if one guy doesn't have a good power? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I just so one power which I've always thought of that if I was a superhero or whatever would be the ability to control people's minds. So, would I, he's always had stuff like this. Would I Would I be good or bad? I feel like... He used to bring you up in conversations without anyone mentioning powers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, trying to expose that, yeah. Uh, would I Would I be a good guy or a bad guy? I feel like I'll Every be... Now and then I stepped over his house. Oh, God. And he'll be talking in his sleep. <laughs> be like, oh, I can't wait to control all of these <laughs> Wait till I wake up. <laughs> One day. <laughs> but yeah, continue, sorry. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I'll, I feel like... Because you see, here, here's the thing. If I had that power, I wouldn't really be. I wouldn't want to be a hero because I wouldn't want to waste my time trying to do all of Fix that stuff. Yeah, I feel like with the ability to control people's minds, I'm like you can teleport, fly. You know what I mean? It's just gonna waste a lot of people's time. <laughs> Hold on, right there. <laughs> just let me catch the bus. But um, if it's like, would I would I be evil as well? No, I wouldn't. I would just live. Like everything would, would be just free. You know what I mean? I'll just go to a shop. Have you heard that phrase, power corrupts absolutely? No, I haven't heard that phrase. <laughs> no, I believe in such a phrase. Well, yeah, you're absolutely well, you're not. woke black king. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I'll be like just the way I am right now, but with the ability to... Study in uh, property and bank. I like... Well, I wouldn't be studying. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, I, would, I would first go to, to the guy who's... Like every shop or whatever, mm-hmm. give them my bank Legends. details. No, just like you know what I mean. Just send me a, a bit of send the money cash. you make oh, boy. every month. So you just would be bit, able. No, enough for them to live off. But if ever, like look, a hundred pounds isn't gonna kill them, right? <laughs> if then you do that with Some every like, criminal. <laughs> you do that with every small time guy. <laughs> you go to Primark. You tell you, you can with Primark. You can charge it a bit higher. Mm. I mean, maybe a thousand pounds a day. Um, eventually, they add up, and then I'll just be there chilling. I feel like if I did anything, then I can just tell people like I didn't do anything wrong, and it's like, oh, of course you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> and and uh, and then that's it. I'll start, with that. Yeah, until some next hero guy comes <laughs> along. Until I come along. <laughs> but then the question would be, would Stop I not? <laughs> would I not be able to control your mind? Yeah, of course. And just tell you to turn the other way. <laughs> There's nothing happening here. <laughs> Yeah. You're useless. Mm. <laughs> I can mess you up so bad you'd be like, I don't have any power. <laughs> I'm just a pathetic kid. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and that, that, that would be that would be it. Getting an insight into Shmarky's devious personality. <clears throat> I'm just saying, I feel like with all of this, 
Uh, I feel like if you can control minds, like what Superman wouldn't do half of the things. Superman would just be chilling. Yeah, so I'll be like, you're not Superman. You can't fly. If you try, you'll die. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You'd be like, what? Not trying that. <laughs> okay, my one. I think I'll definitely be there. Of course. <laughs> uh, I wasn't surprised by that whatsoever. <laughs> You'd be a villain right now if you had the chance. <laughs> you said I'm not already, but. <laughs> yeah, you think I came in here with a clean record? <laughs> Man, looking for you right now, but. <clears throat> I don't know. I think I'll, I'll, I'll probably be a good guy that, that does bad things every now and then. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, I think I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I'll probably have a similar power to Shimaki, but well, what is not, the power? You haven't even said the power. Nah, I'm getting to it, man. Get yeah, to it. But, <clears throat> nah, I'll, I'll, I'll normally say some of the things yours. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it does. I thought, but yeah, it makes sense. But you know, me, I'm probably gonna fly or something <laughs> to fly. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, literally, isn't it? You become rich, yeah. If you did a bit of mind control, but imagine you can fly. <laughs> Nah, that's all. That's you're gonna go. Have, you're gonna have to go to the airport, wait in security, get on the plane, and then what? Wait. Who says what? What security? <laughs> I'm saying. I feel like you wanna travel around. I feel like you're <laughs> misunderstanding. You're gonna stay in. You're <laughs> gonna stay in North London. No, no, no. Look, you just jump on a jet. Like you know, yeah. what I mean, you don't have to queue up for yeah. anything. And then you're gonna take what, six hours flying to. Okay, that you can't control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you could, if you could fly. Okay, okay, fine. You, let's say you flew. Yeah. Alright, you arrived at I'll your destination. Everywhere. Then what? <laughs> I'm joking. I'll probably tell you. Just gonna jump up and fly again. <laughs> yeah, then I'll say, then, then I can say, been there, done that. Like, oh my. Like, what? For what? Like, you're, okay, so you're you want to see there. the sights or not? It's cold. So, it's cold out there. What if it starts to rain? Wear a, wear a jacket. Nah, a nice little North Face jacket. What if you get hit by lightning? I'll take it, man. Take the L. <laughs> nah, I'll spur it. You get hit by a line and you, you can't work properly. Listen, man, you live a little. You fall straight into the ocean. Then I'll, then I'll swim. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in terms of... <clears throat> I, I, I want to travel around the world. Question is, how, like, how fast would you be able to fly? I mean, I could fly just as a walking speed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like, how do you, how do you fly fast? <laughs> Uh, it'll probably be a terrible one. I'll probably be a terrible one. Oh, you're going to kick your legs in the air like you're swimming. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo when they're about to run. Yeah. Well, no, I'll probably, I think teleporting would be the one. You ever, you ever like walk nah, a long see, distance? Teleporting, teleporting is me. more. Flying, flying was a joke. Teleporting would be the one. <laughs> but yeah, if you, if, like all them times you're having a nice long walk and you're just like, oh my God, why, when are they going to invent teleporting, man? <laughs> Look, I'm nice always like uh, feeling like a teleport. So, I mean, it wasn't really nice. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then again, you wouldn't need to walk because I'll just have a chauffeur. What? Which I have to pay nothing for. But then, <laughs> you can teleport. You can go anywhere yeah, anytime. So what? If sometimes you need to enjoy the a city, bank, you know? go out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't miss everything. <laughs> what do you mean, man? I'll teleport on the road. <laughs> I'll telephone the A406 so I can see the A406 <laughs> at the junctions. What do you mean? You think this is Google Maps? Yeah, exactly, man. That's the, tool, that's the tool I'll use. <laughs> I'll get them Google goggles. Yeah, that's it, man. Enjoy yourself, man. Why, why, why do you gotta be a criminal? What? what? You started off saying you don't want to be a villain. <laughs> Listen, mate, I'm, I'm one of those guys that changes his mind very quickly. <laughs> them villains that don't really know what they want. <laughs> 
the hero is like, what? <laughs> why are you doing all this? <laughs> and the villain is just like, damn, that's a good question. But <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that, I think that's enough of that. <laughs> and let's go into what we, what we actually wanted to talk about this week, which was Black Panther. Yeah, so the film came out a couple of weeks, I think the Monday before this one. And yeah, to much acclaim and a lot of hype and a lot of, um, yeah, overall people just gassing it up. Uh, what do you think about it? You watched it yesterday. I watched it last week. That's nice. Good yeah. for you, man. Um, that's, why was, that's why we didn't do it last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, the movie, I really enjoyed it. I really did. I, I personally liked the... Uh, you know, at the beginning, where it's had like that sand thing, and then he's telling the story. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the animations. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> like from there, I was like, "What? Like, yeah. this is this is serious." It's something different. You know, what I mean, I thought it was just gonna be straight like ghetto, <laughs> like boys in the hood. <laughs> just happens yeah, to have cool. superpowers. You know? <laughs> um, and I was like, "Yo, like this is serious." And then afterwards, you know, the the first scene and whatnot, mm. um, where the guy is a spy and then the other guys are spying it's like what what and then they went straight to to so the movie um if you haven't seen uh <laughs> black panther there's, there's gonna be a lot of spoilers here every week but here, here's here's, here's, here's my here's, like in terms of the overall movie i i, I really like the movie mm-hmm. but with every movie you always gotta like dissect think, it yeah and um here, here's my problem okay my problem is what they're trying to tell me is that this nation of Wakanda existed, right? And they just hid when all the slavery stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I really like this movie is because the villain, like, you can actually see where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. You're actually like, oh, yeah, like, you're kind of, like, rooting for the guy. Yeah. Even though he's a bit of a psychopath, but you're rooting for the guy like yeah like there was a lot of times where I was like yo this guy is speaking straight facts <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like he was like where where were they when the ancestors were being taken by ships and chained and I was like yeah <laughs> where were these guys you know what I mean and then you look at you look at the technology which they've made and it's like they've got trains that are just like hovering in the air they've got spaceships like they're, they're making these super just suits looking. and Cloaking spaceships and cloaking spaceships and all of this. They could hide the whole nation with the shield thing. And I'm I'm just like, like three five miles away from this place is is yeah is a struggling country. (laughs) Like what are you guys doing? Mm. And um, the the thing that I liked about it as well was the fact that the Black Panther guy, who's who's the new king, he actually like understands this. And he he's got like sort of because um, everyone before like just kept hidden like the whole secret of vibranium and all of this stuff. What would you do if you were the leader of the nation? Yeah, well, I would do. I would I would help out Africa. As simple as that. I would like fix it up. Yeah. And then the question is always like, oh yeah, then other people are gonna try and come in, try take the vibranium. My answer to that would be yeah, just let them try in it. Yeah, they're meant to be the most powerful. They're meant to be the most um, technology, technology advanced yeah. and, and uh, intelligent. People. Like, here's the thing: if if we're gonna try and come and disrupt <clears throat> me trying to make Africa yeah. a better place, and then you know what I mean, I'm not just gonna stand there and be like, yeah, take our our resources. Like, 
there was a point where this American CIA guy gets hit with a bullet. Yeah. And then they like heal him. Hit his spine as well, so he can be paralyzed. Yeah. And then they heal him with this vibranium stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> you mugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and every every time there's a new king and stuff, they, they there's this like ritual where they fight it out to the death. If anyone's got any, uh, if anyone opposes that person, you know what? No, no one ever mentioned that since I've seen, uh, since everyone's like news came out on the film, like social media and stuff, uh, where no, like no one's mentioned the the weapons that they used. Why were they using spears in, in 2018? <laughs> like, surely, like, they'll have more advanced weapons and stuff. Like, even in the rituals, like, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. But then after, when out in the real world, using the spears and stuff, why? <laughs> That's a good point. Because, <laughs> like, throughout the film, like, every, Man, that, every like, logical question I've had was, was getting answered, you know? It's like, um, why, why, why how, like, how did Killmonger learn about Wakanda? Mm. And then I, they answered it by saying, like, his dad had his uh, journals. Yeah. Yeah. That, they kept on answering all these questions. But yeah. then I was like, why are they using spears? Why are they chasing this guy in a car? Like, <laughs> yeah, there was a scene as well where she, like, they, they were shooting at the car. Yeah. And she was like, oh, guns, primitive. Yeah. You know, and so she had to use a spit. <laughs> that spit was good. <laughs> yeah. If she had a gun, imagine what damage she could have done. Yeah, but okay, what would be the next Look, step? That, that claw guy. Weapon? That cool guy, yeah, he had an air gun, right? Or sound gun or whatever it was. Mm. Yeah, and that was from their technology. Yeah. Why couldn't they use something like that? Or just hands. Just poof, nah. poof. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Why couldn't they fly? <laughs> why couldn't they just be like, basically like next level Iron Man? Each of them, like every single one. Like, they, they could drive cars remotely, basically. They could yeah. drive spaceships remotely. From a different You're saying country, these guys yeah. are using this <laughs> to fight. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what, what do you, what do you like aside from guns? Huh? Aside, let them use their imagination, man. They they build a whole train system that that hovers and uses magnetic fields. Yeah. And, what you're telling me they're using space? God, go on, man. <laughs> yeah. And they have this, uh, they have those things that they drop on the like even in the first fight they used a bit of technology to fight. Mm. In the first scene where it was like Boko Haram. Yeah. You know, it's meant to be the Islamic militants. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is I think which was portrayed pretty poorly. It's like yeah, that guy was like, "Well, I." Oh yeah. And I was like, "Come that. on, mate! You don't just... there, was no, there, was no, there was no need for that." <sighs> yeah, that's just portraying Muslims in a bad way. <clears throat> and then uh, in that fight, they had like the, the the things that they drop to destroy the like to stop the cars from moving. Why couldn't they use those on those cars? <laughs> in the next in the car chase, when mm. they're using spears, why couldn't they use that? See, logically, <laughs> well, you know, it's just like they have a story and they have to fit. Yeah, they got it. But because I expected that they would answer all these things, because logically, uh, like they kept on answering all these questions I had. But then again, it's like you don't want them to just kill the whole thing by making it like no action or nothing. So yeah, yeah that was like. Well, I but, personally don't mind the spits because well, I'm not saying I, I mind them. I'm just like, what's the, like, doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah, it gives action. Uh, yeah, like, that is true. Like if, more fun. But. If every, if like let's say we didn't know it was in Africa, yeah, and we see like the type of level that they're at, yeah, and then I see their weapons. And yeah, stand. I would be a little bit surprised. Like what, what on earth? Like why is like you've got all of these things here going on, and mm. then your weapons are spears. Yeah, but obviously you gotta look at like where they're from and their country. Why can't the spear shoot lasers? <laughs> no, nah, I'm pretty sure like it had some like force like type of thing. 
the one using it <laughs> fights. You know, sure when, you know when they have the fight like, against yeah, each other, yeah. they use all sorts of technology. They use math technology. Like, yeah, with the, with yeah, the, the shield and stuff. Shield, yeah. Yeah. But when they fought the, the guy, when they're trying to catch the guy, they, they just use normal spears. Yeah, I think that's all they had there. Nah, come on, man. What it's meant to be the most technology, technologically advanced recent. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But obviously, I understand. Like, what can they do? They can't just kill all the fights. Like, just making it so, like, two second scene. Yeah, just like pop, pop, pop. Yeah, but imagine they were creative enough to like take it to the next, that next yeah. level. Like Doctor Strange, do you see that? Well, with the, I don't get his weapons. He's, he's basically a magician, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, and they use their create. They use their creati- creativity to make those fights interesting. So I can they use a similar type of creativity to make these fights interesting. Mm. But like I said, yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, it's not, keep it doesn't matter in a big more. thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about the culture. The, what the, <laughs> the whole tribal thing wasn't enough culture. Yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, Forrest Whitaker doing the accent. Yeah, like, <laughs> they needed more culture. They needed more Africanism. I remember <laughs> I, I was done with the movie, and then there was a black guy next to me. And we just looked at each other and gave each other the nod. Yeah. <laughs> mm. What did Forrest Whitaker say? I'm trying to find it. What did he say on what? Forrest Whitaker, he said, like, he said one part, he said one thing that just made me crack up the, uh, I'm trying to find it, man. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to find it. Basically, there was one quote, uh, they're just talking about how his accents are, his accent was was just ridiculous. And mm. He's like, he, he didn't know whether he, he was uh, South African or Australian or what. <laughs> But yeah, I just saw one quote that just cracked me up. Yeah, was one the king here is the king will <laughs> the king will now have the strength of the black panther stripped away. <laughs> I was like, what accent is he going for? <laughs> I think halfway through it's like wait bring her back. It's like what well, nope, that's the wrong one. But yeah. Overall, I really liked the film. The action was great. Um, I felt like they could have made Black Panther look more like a superhero in, at times when he was in the outside world. Make it look more what? Like a superhero. Oh, a yeah, he's running fast and he's strong. Yeah. But he's meant to be like next level. Like he's meant to be able to like in the comics, he's like he, he can lift five tons normally. Bro, there, there was a bit, there was a part where he just like stopped the rhino. Yeah. That fat rhino. I know, I know. And he was just skilling it, he just brought it to his side. Well, like I said, in the outside world in all the fight scenes they don't show it like that like they show him as a like, calm guy like Captain mm. America so normal superhero yeah. but he's actually meant to have like like he's meant to be like a proper solid guy and he's meant to have all this technology I just feel like the outside scenes like, the, the fights could have been more interesting it, effectively it was just a car chase like the Fast and Furious car chases mm. yeah I guess beggars gotta be choosing man but yeah overall enjoyed the film the acting was great the villain was relatable, but <laughs> you could see that he was a bit of a bugger. Yeah, 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 he had very <laughs> interesting views, but. But do you think that made sense? I feel like because you have to. His, <laughs> the context to this guy is that basically his his dad was um, part of this whole Wakanda lot. He was like what like the the king's brother, mm. and um, he took vibranium to basically help build the communities that are like impoverished are like um, impoverished yeah in like America because <clears throat> he's like why can't we use this to help out Which other people budgets. and it made so much sense to me I was like <laughs> yeah why not yeah. and then that he basically um, tried like sort of snakes his brother which is the king trying to shoot him and then he gets killed and um, the, the the villain in this movie is a kid and he notices like something is wrong. Did it make sense that he got killed? I mean, that, that they left the boy. No, they left the boy in that. 
we'll get to that so the and then basically the king flies off in a spaceship with Forrest Whitaker who's younger at that point yeah and the the kid runs in and he sees his pops um, what's it called yeah. dead with like the panther thing like stabbed in him and um so he basically why are you stabbing why are you stabbing guys when you got all this technology I don't understand that we'll continue <laughs> Nah, this is claw fit. Some basic stuff. Well, what, do you, what, what do you want? I'll take him out. Yeah. With some like take laser that, that you can't even see the wound. Like, it just attacks the internal organs without touching oh, his skin. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think they've got to that level. I'm sure they have. But yeah, so the kid see the kid sees that, and then he he basically like has a lot of hatred and and resentment. Yeah, naturally. For for his father's killing. Yeah. And he starts, you know, getting and into the military. And the fact the that they left him behind without explaining anything as yeah, well. Yeah, they just, like, aired the kid. And so he had to grow up alone. And he got into this, like, military fighting and trying and training himself up. And he eventually meets uh, the claw guy, which the Wakanda lot want. And he helps him out. And then he kills him in the end and brings him back to, to Wakanda. Wakanda. And says, look, look, I brought this guy. And essentially, his his like whole agenda is basically let's use this, because where he's coming from, this part I was just like, yeah, it's a bit much. But how does he know Claw as well? How does he know Claw is wanted? No, he probably like maybe maybe befriended Claw, I guess. Possibly, yeah. Um, so basically, he's he's saying let's use this weapon to now colonize the white people. Yeah. That part I didn't agree. <laughs> I loved how yeah, uh, on social media after that, it just cracked me up. There's like, what? you want to give all these bloods and crips <laughs> these weapons? <laughs> 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 just imagine, um, guys, green gang and that. <laughs> oh man, oh man, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's basically on, trying to use that to then fix up because you know, like the way black people are living in in these countries. Yeah. Which is what he's upset with, um, basically saying we can fix this now with the weapons and stuff that we have. Um, the way he was looking to go about that was completely messed up. I feel like doing that wouldn't really. It was think? a sort of like early Malcolm X type of yeah, yeah. vibe that he had going Violence, on. Isn't it? But what I would do is I would basically Martin Luther King boy. Yeah, and then that's essentially what he went with at the end to T'Challa. Yeah. So what the what's his name the channel uh, yeah I don't, I don't even know his oh name that's, a, that's the funny thing um, I just thought they were saying something every time they saw it <laughs> um, yeah so it, and then and then the thing is like at the end of the movie the what was his name the channel the channel the channel yeah the Black Panther yeah, guy you're pathetic <laughs> did you even watch it <laughs> the, this all guesswork <laughs> the Black Panther guy basically um buys the the projects that the kid was from uh, to set up like their own thing to help out the communities so essentially he did what the 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 villain um, was looking to do but obviously not in Different means. such a mad way yeah what do you think about um, do you know Daniel Kaluuya the guy that was starting to get out yeah. yeah what do you think about oh, his character switching up his character's called Wakabi 
Did you see how you switched it up just so quickly? Yeah. <laughs> there was no transition. Yeah. There was no like. There was no he like moments no where he's like, "Oh, strong this guy." Like. Or anything. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, "I'm here. I'm there." Yeah. He's <laughs> like literally. He starts at a friend. He seems like he's, he's like his best friend. He's like yeah. T'Challa's best friend. And then he doesn't bring him claw, and suddenly he's he's opposite. He's fighting yeah. against his own wife. And yeah. He's killing his own people. <laughs> like what? Why was it like there was no transition at all? And yeah, one of my other friends said like Killmonger's reign was just too short. Why couldn't they give him a little bit more time? Yeah, give the guy more time. <laughs> my man was on the phone for like one day. <laughs> like yo, <laughs> the guy like we didn't see him abusing his powers uh, or anything. Oh, then again, he he started burning up all the crops. Yeah, oh, man. that's abusing your power. That's I've got this power now. Destroy everything else. I don't know. I think they could have done more. To like, give his character a bit more depth and see how evil he is, yeah. and, like, how twisted he is. Because I think they made him a bit too real. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that was some hidden yeah, agenda. Because you can't really see why. Like only uh, you can only see with his his main goals. That's like what was a bit far. Yeah. And you feel like maybe if he was like if you spoke to the guy. Yeah, you understand like, it. Mate, just calm it down a bit. Yeah. We're gonna sort. We're gonna help them out. <laughs> yeah. but just not like that. You yeah. know what I mean? We mm. don't need to dominate the world to sort it out. Mm. But yeah. Overall, enjoyed it. Acting was good. Action yeah. was good. It was good to see a film. It was, that was a good like, movie. It got me, got me thinking a lot. Yeah, during it, yeah, because really? I was just immersed in it. I was just like, yeah, this guy's got good points. And I was like, what do you think about the jokes? The jokes. Yeah. There, were, there, were, there were some good jokes in there. <laughs> you think there were any bad jokes? Huh? <laughs> some jokes were just like too whitewashed for me. I think. Mm. Like no, not like like very, like. Like sometimes I feel like the little girl forced it a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? But you know what it is? Is that thing? It's like in every action film where they ha- you have that technology person, they always have these cheesy they always jokes. Got like yeah, yeah. comic relief. Yeah, type yeah, of person. yeah, yeah. Why is that? I don't it was, know. That was a good joke I liked from her. That was um, the colonized one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one just it's got here out of nowhere. I was like, whoa, she was prepared. <laughs> I think she had this joke ready. <laughs> she was ready. She was like, any white person comes in here. <laughs> I'm using that. She pulled it out of her star pack. Yeah, that was so quick. That was <laughs> but yeah, I, no, I, I, who was your favorite character then? My favorite character was the villain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going Mbaku. <laughs> Mbaku, who the hell was that? The gorilla guy. The gorilla guy. Yeah, oh, come on, man. that guy's my guy, man. Guy, <laughs> as soon as he made the joke man. and he laughed at it, I was like, oh man, that's, yeah, that's a man after my own heart. <laughs> He had some good jokes in him. The reason yeah. why I just say the the villain is because I feel like in the movie, I, like there there has to be a second one coming out, right? Because yeah. in the in you the movie, you think Killmonger will return? Um, I think he will, and I think Claw will as well. Because in the movie, is like um, obviously the main character. He's like he understands towards the end mm. that. Like, why did we just leave this kid? Like, why did we do him like this? Yeah. And he kind of understood um, where that guy was coming from. Yeah. But I feel like leading up towards that, he wasn't, like, doing much for me. He felt a bit naive, didn't he? Yeah. It was like, it's a bit weird that he's a king. Like, he's preparing his whole life to be a king. Yeah. He's, he just sounds so naive. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess it's just like character the character development. Yeah. And that's I feel how like it. in the second one, it'll be developed more. Yeah. But... I guess, what do you expect from a king other than that? But yeah, do you think... Uh, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I enjoyed the film. I yeah, think I'll really leave it at that. It. So yeah, this week we Very read... Nice. This week we read the autobiography of Martin Luther King. Uh, pretty contrasting bit compared to the Malcolm X one. And yeah, uh, I'll let you go into it. 
Very, very contrasting compared to um, Malcolm X because you, I mean, we'll get in like at the end, we'll get into that more. But in terms of Martin Luther King, uh, he was a very smart kid when he was younger. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, because yeah, what you're going to mention a quote where he, he says that nature was very good to him. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> Shall I read that? No, go for it. <laughs> Because he basically, um, <laughs> he literally, in the autobiography, he goes, from the very beginning, I was an extraordinary healthy child. It is said that at my birth, the doctors pronounced me a, a 100% perfect child from a physical point of view. <laughs> I was like, damn, why do you have to put this in your autobiography? <laughs> you got to let people well, know. <laughs> people got not. You really let them know. Yeah, he wasn't born just anyway. He was born the right Perfectly. way. <laughs> 100% perfect child 100% oh, man. oh man yeah. uh, you know what it is his parents, his parents loved him they, they they raised him well oh yeah they did what you trying to tell me they just told him that <laughs> there's no proof 100% <laughs> where are the papers to back this maybe he was so 100% he had it and understood <laughs> but yeah from the from the way he developed and his educational background you can see like yeah he was extremely intelligent from a yeah. young age and when he was younger like he had a very good relationship with his his parents. Mm. His his father and mother were always there, um, and he basically, which is again contrasting to how Malcolm X uh, started off with his one, that like at the that, beginning his dad and mum like they had a lot of arguments. You Malcolm X or Malcolm X, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas Martin Luther King was like he he didn't remember like he hardly remembered a time where they had an argument. Yeah, and he was like, I was brought up around so much love, um, love and and which is which obviously makes a lot of sense as to his approach and yeah. how he dealt with the civil rights movement. Yeah. And then he moved onwards to like studying and stuff. Um, and he was a very very bright kid that. He actually was he got to go into college at fifteen. Yeah. So he jumped to to grades because he was like a very very smart guy, <clears throat> and he ended up um, finishing college graduating. and graduating at nineteen. <laughs> yeah. At nineteen. What were you guys doing at nineteen? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, I'm sleeping. Yeah, I'm sure you're digging this. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then um, he went to um, Boston University. And and there he basically started looking into all of these different um, ideologies, ideologies, like, because obviously he knew about the problems that he was facing back home yeah. with um, like with a lot of stories basically. and like segregation, yeah, inequality, segregation, yeah. oppression against the black people, basically. And he was and he was basically wondering how he could help out back home, and he started looking at different people's ideas and how they brought about changes in like, social um, like philosophy with their people basically like uh, uh, Marxism yeah. um, communism um, Gandhi's theory of uh, like what do you call it non-violent non-violent yeah. non um, what do they call it protesting and, and yeah communism so, like socialism all that stuff and yeah well, combined with his like extremely like Christian upbringing yeah. where like, like his dad was a uh, his dad was a preacher as well wasn't he yeah um, that's one thing though. His dad had a, his dad had a pretty intense childhood as well. Like growing up, so his mum was a, like he, she, I think she had a uh, pretty comfortable life. But yeah. his dad had a pretty like, I think stereotypical, 
um, upbringing in terms of his relationship with uh, white people and um, it was like a proper like stereotypical like slave story his dad was always confronting all the other white people and always standing by his his morals and not changing them so that like he consistently keeps on referring to how his dad's morality and high standards um, affected him growing up like his dad growing up his his dad's dad was working on a on a plantation and um, he noticed that his dad's dad was getting cheated out of money and so his uh basically Martin Luther King's dad was uh, he ra- he raised the issue <laughs> with the plantation owner mm. who then scolded his his Martin Luther King's uh, granddad and said like keep your <laughs> uh, get this nigga tell this nigga shut up or something like that mm. like yeah it, it was interesting to see that it was like a lot of these people could see like inequality for what it was and some of them would stand up for it and some wouldn't and it's interesting to see that so yeah um, that's one thing that I think he had a small um, what do you call it comparison to Malcolm X in terms of his dad being up, upstanding in terms of confrontation and uh, not not having that inequality in his life basically yeah yeah. and he personally liked um, looking at all of these different philosophies and engaging them with his his teachers because that like these discussions always like stimulated his mind and got him thinking and stuff like that mm-hmm. and when he was younger as well he got involved with like doing like little projects and like yeah or he, I think he was doing debates as well yeah like, oratory the, the, talking about. yeah debates with with uh, like the students and. And, and stuff like it's that. It's interesting. Did, did you were you surprised when you read that? What? I was like, he had, he had that was, like that's actually kind of privileged at that time. Like, yeah, that. yeah, it really is. Did you, were you surprised by that? I was surprised yeah. by that. I was like, yo, this guy was actually like, he, he had a really comfy life. Yeah, yeah. He even said it himself. Yeah. He, he would write letters back to his 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 Family. parents saying like, yeah, like I'm living good down here. Like there's yeah. no segregation. Yeah, it was always different between the north and the south. The south was like very, you know, like. Uh, conservative yeah. to to the beliefs and stuff like that with the confederate flag and yeah. you know it was a bit it was a bit uh, hard down there but at north things were much more progressive uh, yeah progressive and stuff like in Washington he was talking about how he would he was travelling and there was none of this like black people have to sit at the back of the bus and yeah. it was like white people a lot more friendly out there yeah um, and yeah so he basically started to 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 think about how he would approach the civil rights movement or like how he would bring change back home and he always had the the idea like yeah he, he would go through he was always he was struggling between taking like an orthodox approach which was like the harsh type of way of bringing about change or trying to bring about like the liberal way which is a, more, a lot more passive um, and, and then that's when he started reading more into the books and he saw uh, Gandhi's uh, movement, which was non-violence. And he, he thought like, yeah, like this is really... This is the way I want to do this. This is the way that I want to do it because he wanted to stick to his beliefs and stuff like that yeah. and try not bring as much violence as he could. That's the thing. Um, from early on, like he could see inequality and things like that and he from early on he was talking about how he wants to change and um, his viewpoints are that um, we shouldn't just sit by like like um, in, in terms of his Christian like Christian beliefs yeah. he thought that by sitting by and letting this inequality happen you're going against your beliefs in, yeah. in some kind of way I haven't really studied Christianity at all or something or anything like that but yeah it was interesting to see that 
Um, and it's like it's a similar thing for us it's like uh, as Muslims we're like uh, if you see inequality or something wrong you shouldn't be standing by and watching yeah. like, and that actually goes against our beliefs as well so that's interesting um, in terms of Malcolm X like he, I think he had a similar viewpoint but he was doing it more of a retaliation for what he went through yeah. as a like growing up and his family as well and every time I think back on Malcolm X's um, childhood and how his, his dad was murdered and Mm-hmm. I always think it's like mad and like you can wanna, see like why roots. they have two different completely Approaches. different views yeah, yeah. On, 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 on their stuff and one thing that I found really interesting as well um, was that with both of them um, you've got Martin Luther King who has this idea has this vision but before he even starts it he's like um, reading a lot of books yeah, on the way he wants to do it, researching, building up the fundamentals, the foundations of, um, you know, good and like knowledge yeah. to to go out and then achieve it. The same way Malcolm X in in prison, he mm. was just constantly, constantly reading. Mm. Um, all of these guys that have achieved these like high feats have like were all like reading and. They were educated. All, yeah, they were all educated, trying to know as much about their field as possible without just jumping into things ignorantly, you know what I mean? Um, which, like, I remember, like, secondary school, I used to be that guy just straight into debates, and then... Without I researching? Without no researching, just on what I think I know. I remember when you said you joined the, the debate society or something. No, that's were in you? uni. Yeah. 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 I was like, what? Well, that's debate society. That's, that's completely different, yeah. I think it's all those on TV, man. <laughs> I think if I if I had known about them in school, <laughs> you would have seen me in the thick of it. <laughs> so, I have a dream. But now, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to get my ass kicked because people would just be like, "What about this, that, that?" And then I'd be like, "Oh, mm. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know anything about that." Yeah. But if you're if you're researching and well versed, then obviously it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after that, he when he finished like his studies and stuff, he came back. To he, he married and came to Montgomery. He settled down to preach, basically. He became a preacher. He became a preacher, yeah. Um, through this, like he, he like he started building up all his contacts and um, all these like other civil right leaders per se, and all these other big figures in in the Christian community or the Black Christian community at the time. And um, he then uh, the first incident of of like social like change that he witnessed or he was involved in happened, which was Rosa Parks. Yeah. Uh, her participation in that was um, obviously everyone knows Rosa Parks' busting. She she was sat down, a uh, white man's res, uh, res, uh, designated seat, and then they told her to stand up, and she didn't stand up. And after that, uh, it was like I didn't I didn't know all this about like how all these other um, com- like leaders of com- of the community came together yeah. to to boycott that basically. And I found that interesting. I was like, oh, that, that's actually like a mad movement. Yeah. And like they actually united all these people and like they got all these people to do, to help them out to, to solve the problem. But yeah, you know, talk about it. Yeah. So what was the, what did MIA stand for again? Missing in action. Was it? You mean missing in action, right? The, yeah, his MIA thing. Who? Martin Luther King. No idea. I forgot it was like Montgomery integration so it's oh. not, I forgot what it was I thought but you was asking for the acronym MIA you said that answer was way too quick <laughs> I was like I'm uh, uh, flex today uh, man. it was way too quick for me to uh, just accept it <laughs> but yeah while he Armo tries to find it um, 
he essentially started off uh started up this MIA thing with many other ministers um and they had they were trying to think of names and stuff like that um but they didn't want anything too like progressive like nation of islam or something like black nationalism they wanted something they wanted something that would you know like integration would be more accepted to um so he started this off with other ministers and then they they all picked him to be their spokesman and what he did was he he had like a sleepless Montgomery, night Montgomery Improvement Association yeah um so yeah he came up with a speech and and the speech which he he came up with like um really rallied the people people on and they they started telling the people you know what we're going to do this um what's it called boycott yeah so we're not going to ride on the buses um if you have to walk to to work then you know i mean you're going to have to walk to work uh, if anyone can donate their cars to the cause and basically do pick people up yeah, yeah and do a carpool then do that basically and that's and then he was surprised by how many people got involved got involved and the whole community were like yeah let's do this and he was like that was the first time that he saw like a fire like uh, where like there unity. were so many people yeah that were like you know what it's enough like we've had enough yeah, it's quite inspiring it's like yeah. just a, a few people united to talk about something and then they said like let's do this thing to right or wrong yeah. and all these people came together to do it and I found that very inspiring and they were all passionate to like give up the like it, I mean people had to walk miles to go out of their way to basically to, help yeah and he was basically excited the next morning because there was a bus stop like outside his house and there was only like two white people on there and he was like very happy that the changes were were being made and so let me just summarize to make it clear so the Rosa Parks incident happened and she got arrested for that that was the first time someone had actually ever been arrested like proper uh, you got charged for it mm. and then they were like, yeah, that's like we're not having this. Like, why? Why are they being arrested for not not for not uh, standing out for on the bus? Like, that's like the, f- the first big movement they made, and the, all the le- community leaders came together. And as uh, uh, Martin Luther King, as like one of the heads of that, and then they uh, essentially got got the whole community to boycott the buses, which would damage the whole bus business. And um, they actually did that, and people like they said, uh, my only thing rarely saw any black people on the buses like in the first couple of days, and everyone started walking or people started carpooling and all these different things to to boy- to make sure the boycott stands. And then they eventually got like a council with the the city leaders and the boycott uh, the bus company. Yeah. And yeah, the, they actually made an arrangement for it, and yeah, that was like, quite powerful. It was quite inspirational. It's like a few yeah. people come together for some, like for the right reasons, and they can do something. Yeah. And then and that was his, like his first big thing. Yeah, and obviously it wasn't no easy no, thing, and it wasn't and it wasn't violent at all. That's yeah, what, that's, that's first, what like, that's what he was. Victory and non-violence. Well, yeah. And and then after that, um, like. There were more changes and stuff started happening to, to the to the city, um, and where the, where they were was like obviously in the south is like pretty pretty violent. So the Klu Klux Klan, Klux Klan, Klu Klux Klan, something like that. The KKK. I'm sure you Ku heard Klux of them. Yeah, yeah. Those guys oh, with the hoods. Um, they basically then started <laughs> guys the like bombing, like people's homes and. Martin Luther King's home and, and, and churches and stuff to try and get people to stop doing what what they were doing. Um, 
And even when that did happen, Martin Luther King was like, you know what? Like, let's not retaliate. Let's not give them what what they want. And all of this stuff started bringing about more and more like people in. Like a lot of people, like yo, like these guys are actually making a lot of change and they're doing it in in this manner. And and the the paper got uh, got after it. There was a lot of like press around it about this change that was happening in Montgomery. Mm. Um, he even got arrested at one point because they were trying to... A lot. Of, like, he actually got arrested a lot. He got arrested a lot. But to summarise, like, that that whole incident, that basically give, gave him a massive boost to then start doing... Confidence. He became, yeah, he became like a spearhead, like the the figurehead of of all of this like, change, means. yeah, that was happening, and he he went to like many different places and yeah, he basically became international and he started doing talks everywhere yeah. and he did the the famous march on Washington talk, the I have a dream speech. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. And then, um, uh, I think he he started becoming um, friends with uh, John F. Kennedy, the president. And uh, Kennedy got assassinated. And then um, a few other things happened. But before that, I just want to talk about like the like the interactions in Malcolm X and Martin Luther King that was quite interesting. Um, like, did you, how did you think about when Malcolm X was describing Martin Luther King in Malcolm X's autobiography? Martin, like Malcolm X, the way he s- described um, Martin Luther King was like very sort of a soft guy. Yeah, like he wasn't. He was because my because you, you gotta understand that Malcolm was like not at the beginning. You know what I mean? He was not looking to. Yes. Purely military. It was like literally it's black and white. Yeah. You know, it's like we're not going to integrate with these white people because what have they done for us? You know, yeah. I'm just going to stab us in the back. Yeah. Whereas um, Martin Luther King's whole thing was integration. It was building a community where black people and white people everyone was equal. Yeah, could could basically come together, which is the whole I have a dream thing where like black people and white people can like go to the shop and there's like nothing that would happen. Um, Whereas Malcolm X was like, the white people are the devil. They are the reason why we're living in such bad terms. And again, it's crazy to see that the way Malcolm was, was raised and the way, like, how many, like, with the social services that split his family apart, with them being white, with, like, him going to that white school and, and them telling him that you can't become anything special. Yeah. With him knowing all of that, he was just like, how can we like how can we ever come together and then so Martin Luther King was like he he praised uh, Malcolm saying obviously he was a very good like eloquent man this is you know this is the thing speak. in uh, Martin Luther King autobiography when he's talking about Malcolm X it's after Malcolm X had died yeah and yeah he's talking about he, he's saying it in, in almost a patronising way I feel is it <laughs> yeah it's like um, like he he was I respected him and he was great but all his ideas were wrong I, I, no obviously he didn't believe in his ideas yeah. so even like when when Thing was alive he he, he, he criticised um, the yeah, black the nation of Islam yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and the movements that they were doing and Malcolm X criticised them a lot of times as well mm. like even in his 
the ballet or the bullet uh, or the thing bullet. where he's like this um you guys think you're doing something by walking up and down uh, washington, washington yeah. going between lincoln and the monument but mm. all you're doing is is nothing other yeah. than just walking and singing we shall overcome yes. you know i mean that won't help <laughs> no one yeah whereas martin luther king was like that this would help by us showing that we're not gonna retaliate i don't think of uh love as uh in this context as emotional bosh i don't think of it as uh, a weak force but i i think of love as something strong and that organizes itself into powerful uh, direct action now this is what i try to teach in the struggle in the south that uh, we are not engaged uh, in a struggle that means we sit down and do nothing that there's a great deal of difference between non-resistance to evil and non-violent resistance. Uh, non-resistance leaves you and uh, leaves you in a state of stagnant passivity and deadened complacency. Whereas non-violent resistance means that you do resist in a very strong and determined manner. And I think some of the uh, criticisms of uh, non-violence or some of the critics fail to realize uh, that we are talking about something very strong and they confuse non-resistance with non-violence because Martin Luther King's his his like Ideally. counter thing to that was if we retaliate and we start shooting people up they're gonna, they're gonna shoot then us they're going to shoot us and they're more <laughs> they're than us. us and then when they do outnumber us then it's like we've it's started back we're, we're back to square one yeah you know but in in Malcolm's like the ballot the bullet one his essential thing was obviously we we need to stop singing and start swinging but it's like but he says that in a way it's like if they if, if they're violent against yeah, us then like that's what he's saying he's saying like we're not gonna do this whole like turn the other cheek thing yes yeah, if, they do if they're gonna harm us then yeah we're gonna harm them yeah. it's as simple as that but the way that we start swinging is if we start investing in our businesses in our communities like if you're spending money at a white man's coffee shop and then he's getting stronger then whose fault is that yeah. you know what I mean that's that's what he was trying to get across um and yeah like I said before it's just like the upbringing of love that Martin Luther King was surrounded by and then for him to start this non-violence thing whereas Malcolm mm. being surrounded by thugs and gangsters mm. and then starting up his way which is like it's just black v white mm. but then he was like he was hopeful that he was happy with when Malcolm X came out of when Malcolm X came back from the pilgrimage because yeah. he was like he, he adopted a new set of beliefs and he was really interested to see how he would develop. Yeah, how he would develop. But yeah, I felt um, he. I felt like Martin Luther King was almost patronizing when he was describing Malcolm X after he had died. Uh, apart, like he, he, there was a lot more bad words. <laughs> like there was a lot more negative things he had to say yeah. about Malcolm X's thing rather than uh, when he when he died. But yeah. It, I guess if you're in his shoes, you'd say the same thing. To be honest, because <laughs> yeah. we like but, Martin Luther King is like he's trying this non-violence approach, yeah. and, and there's like, you know, obviously other black people that are just being 
the complete opposite, which is knocking back his progress. Yeah. I feel that killing is a very tragic way to deal with any social problem. There is no violent solution to the problem that the Negro confronts in this country. And this is why I have constantly said that riots are socially destructive and self-defeating. After all, the Negro ends up uh, on the losing end. We can't win a violent revolution. Most of the persons killed in riots are Negroes themselves. Uh, the persons who end up not being able to get uh, milk for their children of Negroes uh, because things where they have to live are destroyed. So there's no uh, practical or moral answer uh, in the realm of violence to the Negroes' problem. And then Malcolm X's progress is being knocked back by Martin Luther King's progress yeah. because they're being pushed over and they're trying to not be pushed over. Well, uh, Reverend Martin Luther King preaches a doctrine of non-violent insistence upon the rights of the American Negro. What is your attitude toward the, this the, philosophy? The white man pays Reverend Martin Luther King, subsidizes Reverend Martin Luther King, so that Reverend Martin Luther King can continue to teach the Negroes to be defenseless. That's what you mean by non-violent. Be defenseless. Be defenseless in the face of one of the most cruel uh, beasts that has ever taken the people into captivity. That's this American white man. And they have proved it throughout the country by the police dogs and the police clubs. A uh, hundred years ago, they used to put on a white sheet and use a bloodhound against Negroes. Today, they have taken off the white sheet and put on police uniforms. They've uh, traded in the bloodhounds for police dogs, and they're still doing the same thing. And just as Uncle Tom, back during slavery, used to keep the Negroes from resisting the bloodhound or resisting the Ku Klux Klan by teaching them to, to love their enemy or pray for those who use them despitefully. Today, uh, Martin Luther King is just a 20th century or modern Uncle Tom or a religious Uncle Tom who is doing the same thing today to keep Negroes defenseless in the face of attack that Uncle Tom did on the plantation to keep those Negroes defenseless in the, in the face of the attacks of the Klan in that day. But the goal of Dr. King is full equality no. and full rights of citizenship for Negroes. The goal of Dr. Martin Luther King is to give Negroes a chance to sit in a segregated restaurant beside the same white man who had brutalized them for 400 years. The goal of Dr. Martin Luther King is to get Negroes to forgive the people who have brutalized them for, uh, for 400 years by, by lulling them to sleep and making them forgetting what those whites have done to them. But I feel like they came at the same, like, it was good that they came at the same time. Yeah, and uh, because it was like good cop, bad cop type of thing. You, you interesting fact, they both, they both died at 39 years old. Yeah. Interesting. And they only died like four years apart, so they were quite close to each other in birth, but mm. like, their upbringings are like totally different. That's the Completely thing, Completely different, yeah. But yeah, the thing is, uh, they, they see like, um, that, like towards the end, and Martin Luther King said, like, even uh, Malcolm X was even started talking to Martin Luther King's wife to, to like try to, to say that he's a bit more interested in this nonviolence movement, and like mm. that, that was interesting because in the Malcolm X biography, he was like, I feel he said something like, I feel that Martin Luther King was was um, was like low key happy that the the, the the steps that we were taking, like he was he was saying like although. Um, Martin Luther King had his beliefs and he, he um, Malcolm X knew what Martin Luther King thought of him Malcolm X was like I, I bet um, Martin Luther King was slightly happy that there was someone out there like there's also taking a minute and view as, a, as like a backup thing yeah I found because that that's what I'm saying like they both helped each other out because my, like with Malcolm X's militant approach yeah. basically showed that okay you can't knock these black people yeah. back because they're, 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 there's a fawn there yeah. whereas they're also eloquent in Martin Luther King's yeah, side then on Martin Luther King's side is like 
hear, let's listen to what they have to say. Yeah. But if problems come about, then there's this other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would. And and both of them, like, they're well-versed and well-educated. Mm. Uh, Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X, like, they're the right. They balance each other out yeah. very, very well. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, what I meant to say when I met when Martin Luther King was a bit patronizing. I, I think it's like when he died, when Malcolm X died, Martin Luther King was talking about how um, violence only brings about violence. Mm. I felt like that was really patronizing. As an yeah, that's what he was saying before. Because even when uh, because he died after himself, he got assassinated himself. Yeah, which is which is interesting. Because like he was he, he was saying violence only brings about violence, which is why Malcolm X died basically. Yeah, but he died from violence as well. So I felt it was a bit patronizing as an afterthought as as people that um, can see how history went along after that okay but yeah um, it was interesting to see like the 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 way they thought of each other and that, like, they all they both dedicated um, parts of their autobiography to like with each other yeah even though here's the thing the way Martin Malcolm X's autobiography was written like he actually had an active part in the whole thing and the whole way of the autobiography being written and he, had, he only had like one writer yeah um, Alex Alisi right and Martin Luther King was like a, a group of different scholars who had write, written it and it was almost like a scholarly paper it was like almost like one of them academic papers you, yeah. you, you see at uni um, Martin Luther King autobiography like from the start it just you know, even the way they referenced it at the end it was like Harvard references yeah. and all that <laughs> they got like 10 Harvard references in. I just I just found that interesting as well um, but yeah uh, overall it's, it's like really interesting to see how, how like their lives went and you can see like from the roots of, like from their roots from their young age what caused them to develop like that and build up all these beliefs and yeah I found it really interesting man it's also crazy how like how much that they sort of sacrificed for themselves, themselves yeah the, for the sense of morality that they had yeah because that's like it's, it's like that 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 quote where like if you don't have if no like if you don't have any haters then you're doing something wrong <laughs> yeah i feel like haters isn't the word that I've got, <laughs> you know what i mean like say is also yeah something like that <laughs> then then you're doing something wrong yeah. when both of them knew like because there was a point Martin in king the beginning said, yeah Martin Luther King was like if like, you find me sprawled on the on the pavement yeah and make sure you continue like standing as strong yeah. as you are and, and he even said but I was, I was thinking about another point when right at the beginning he was like then he started contemplating about death yeah and if that yeah, was that's when one of his family members died right yeah and then he was like if like death is is an option then, then so be it yeah you know and then Martin Luther King and Malcolm X obviously at the beginning was like then I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna die yeah, by, by assassination or whatever. So obviously they knew what was was that cost of of doing the ultimate cost, yeah, yeah, of doing what they what they did, and yet they continued to do it. Mm. So that like literally like us, for example, being here, yeah, um, who like have nothing to do with being in America or whatever it is, but just because we're black that we would have been in that same situation you yeah. know what i mean people like back then what they were trying to get across was like it doesn't matter like where you come from whether you're somali or eritrean or mali or um and then the day the way white people see you, like you're just black you yeah. know what i mean you're just a black man that's all you are <laughs> yeah and 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 these guys here like paved the way for us to be able to our opinions across and for us to just be living this comfort life without thinking nothing of it mm. it would have been unheard of like back then yeah. like imagine a life where like these guys they would have to sit on the back of the bus even if no one's sitting at the front they have to stand up 
You'll have to, and if that's yeah, if there's no seats at the back, they'll just have to stand up yeah. and just watch. You know, those there's empty, empty seats. seats. Yeah. yeah. So imagine like going through all of that now, where like you can't even go to a school cafeteria, mm. um, you can't go to the same schools, so yeah. you don't have the same opportunities. Yeah. Um, which is why I was sort of saying well, you get lynched whole, for speaking to for, for like getting seen speaking to a white person. To a white person, like a guy, exactly. If you were flirting with a white and girl, they whatever. came from like a whole different different background which is I guess like the thing we were talking about on, when we talk about Malcolm X which mm. is the whole legacy thing mm. um, their legacy of course is like it's just crazy like what it's they embedded did. into history not yeah it has to be because it was like the biggest turning point for like black people human rights yeah. not even black people just human rights yeah civil rights yeah so yeah you could see what they'd done and what they they lived and died for mm. and that's really powerful and inspiring to be honest yeah, and the fact that they'll be in like history books yeah for for like for time to come yeah. yeah for every black child in America and stuff like that that should like has should is like sort of indebted to mm. what, what they've done for them to be able to have yeah. the rights mm. for like a black president to mm. to happen Mm. You think there'll ever be a black prime minister? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, but will he be different from what the other prime ministers are doing? I don't think so. Yes, it would, did like Barack Obama, Obama really Obama. bring change? I don't care what change he made. He <laughs> killed a lot of people. Killed a lot of guys, man. <laughs> he, he enjoyed the drones, huh? He yeah, was he flexing on like, that. Like, how many drones... <laughs> like, the stats of how much drones he's dropped. Like, how many drones he dropped, it's, it's actually mad. But, um, I think that wraps up the, the book this week. Um... We really enjoyed this one again. I think it's about yeah, just uh, as a summary, it's about uh, five hundred pages. I think three hundred. That says three hundred, but Google the, the ebook says three hundred. But when you t- when you turn the pages, it's like two pages for, for one page. Oh, I think. Swear. Yeah, so it's about five hundred. I think, and yeah, um, it's it was it was compiled by a set of scholars as well. I think a set of like academics, people from Harvard and other schools because he hadn't actually ever written autobiography himself and they collected all the information from his different books and mm. extracts from life and um, the thing in the intro they're talking about how they came to collect all it together and they were like we avoided like trying to fill in the gaps and put like action yeah. scenes in so um, it's pretty accurate and there's a lot of references so I found it interesting that they, they managed to, to pull this off and mm. I think um, we're definitely going to be covering more autobiographies because um, these two have been really interesting and the way you can see like the parallels between them yeah, and just to like wrap it up as well, um, like Martin Luther King and even like uh, Malcolm X towards the end of his life, they were both talking about, you know, taking part in like civil rights groups and people that are trying to make changes mm-hmm. to not only the community, but to, to like across the world. Um, and and it's, it's it's pretty good that it sort of ties in with us talking about the sci-fi, yeah. the sci-fi um, earlier on. So, like, even helping out their cause and, and, and being part of, like, other organizations like them and other initiatives. Like, remember Ramadan 10 Project, yeah. where we basically went... <laughs> Should I tell the a, story? I, I, that's a long story. Just <laughs> a long story, but long story short. <laughs> we went uh, homeless for a night. Um, we tried. We, tra- we, we basically slept not slept but we stayed out on the streets of London on one Ramadan night <laughs> trying to see if like if anyone caters to like homeless people and like provide shelter and food. we found a place called the Ramadan Tent Project which um, like provided food and 
some type of accommodation as well, like uh, to to homeless people, which everyone would, actually yeah to it open to everyone yeah open to everyone who's just like come in and eat and stuff like that yeah and you know what I mean like so taking part in in Starting initiatives like initiatives that and taking part in them, taking well. part in them yeah that's like the overall message that we would like to give out here on Inspire Entertainment and you know what I mean because that will not only better yourself in being whatever profession you want to be but it would also open up your eyes to to the world and that's the thing there's a lot of benefits in giving charity like um, in terms of like building up your your, your socialism and also the fact that when you volunteer you also have that good like feel good feeling about yeah. things it's like you give something back to people and yeah you, you feel good about it as yeah. well and like if you're ever feeling like uh stressed or depressed or things like that th- those are actually like low-key um coping mechanisms yeah. like, like go and volunteer and do some charity you feel good about yourself and yeah um you also like bring happiness to other people's lives which i think most people like to like to experience yeah definitely so yeah um, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you review the the podcast, you subscribe on all our platforms, and ke- uh, keep a lookout for some future announcements we're going to make. We've got two guests coming up on the next two episodes. And we're planning to do a giveaway. Uh, planning to do a giveaway. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in that, let us know. Um, we'll we'll release some more information in the coming future. Uh, in the coming future, or <laughs> in the coming weeks, I would say. <laughs> in the coming future, yeah, what a kind of future? Of future Why is he coming? <laughs> Well, when is he coming? Yeah, we'll give out some more information on that. I think in, in episode sixteen, hopefully. And uh, yeah, we got a, we plan to do a live podcast episode as well. Maybe our episode sixteen as well. We'll see. But um, thank you very much for listening. This has been your boys from Inspire Reads, Inspire Entertainment. In fact, thank you very much for listening. Have a great week. Free at last! Free at last! Thank God Almighty! We are free at last!